the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I welcome you to a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. The story that the White House is telling us about gas prices, that it's all Vladimir Putin's fault, uh, may be true. But not in the way that you think and not in the way that they're contending. And that is where we will start uh, today's program. Uh, the White House is sticking to its uh, global warming fascination. And because of that, we cannot drill for oil here because we cannot drill for oil here. Oil supplies have gone down worldwide. It is a futures market. The price of gas is largely driven by what oil companies expect their difficulty or ease to be getting oil. Joe Biden promised on the campaign trail. Well, this is what he promised. This is the one promise he's kept. This is the one time he wasn't lying. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. And, of course, that had a chilling effect on oil companies. So supply has gone down. Demand has gone up coming out of the pandemic. Supply is further diminished by what's going on in Ukraine and the fact that Joe Biden was shamed into no longer buying Russian oil. So they've used this as a convenient excuse to explain why you're paying more than $4 a gallon for gas. It's... uh, Putin's price hike, that's the hashtag, out of the White House. They, they've even enlisted uh, TikTok influencers on a Zoom call this week to tell their tale of woe. Why is gas so expensive and why is the United States inflation rate at a four-time decade high? I had the opportunity to ask the White House why gas down the street is $7 and here's what they said. The obvious reason, we're getting out of a two-year pandemic. When use goes up, price goes up. But the call is predominantly about Ukraine and Russia, so how does that relate? Russia is one of the top three producers of oil, and it is actually their number one revenue source. So if you get your news from TikTok, or if you are influenced by influencers, uh, you may be fully bought in to the idea that this is all Vladimir Putin's fault. You don't have the ability, I guess, to go to a computer and Google what gas prices were when Donald Trump left the White House to see that they were steadily rising. Whoa, 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 whoa. What happened there? So now I'm hearing delay. (laughs) So we're having some... So I'm hearing myself in delay now. So if you guys... we We got some technical issues here on the board, but I think we're back live right now. Okay, apologize for that. Okay, so... The whole 
hiding behind Vladimir Putin is, in the White House's view, a recent phenomenon of Putin going into Ukraine. But Fox News has broken the story. And again, this is all related to the green threat, right? Not the, well, the, the threat of our planet melting down. Joe Biden yesterday at a Democratic National Committee fundraiser starts off with this. Let me th- first, first, it's like the, the very first thing I've ever first, Let me begin by thanking you all for your commitment to the environment. And he goes on and he welcomes a couple people and he says, the climate crisis is the existential threat. That's not hyperbole. It's a fact. If we don't keep it to 1.5 degrees Celsius, no warmer than that, we're going to have, our kids are going to, our grandchildren will never forgive us, and the world will change. I mean, literal sense, it will change. That's not true, but it shows you, it underscores, it emphasizes how enslaved they are to the idea that the climate is in peril and that they can do something about it or that we in the United States can do something about it while China and India and other countries laugh at us, costing ourselves more damaging our middle class, crippling our own economy. Recession is around the corner. Inflation is already here. But this shows you how invested they are in this narrative. So where did the idea come from that the climate is melting down? Where did the people who further this nonsensical idea That something can be done about it if a country, we're a big country, we're not the biggest country, we're the wealthiest country, but we're by far not enough the wealthiest country that what we do would impact the atmosphere around the world. Where did the idea come from that the environment is melting down? Well, it came from environmental groups. And the reason why Joe Biden won't turn his back on the environmental lobby is because the environmental lobby has a lot of money, has a lot of money. That's where his big donors are. People like Bill Gates, others, George Soros, and others. They either believe or find the climate lie useful. But who has perpetuated the climate lie? Well, the White House will be happy to learn that it is indeed Vladimir Putin. Russia, it turns out, has been funding environmental groups in Europe for years, longer than a decade. Why would Russia do that? Russia, which the allegation is, meddled in our election in 2016, tilted it toward Donald Trump. They're pretty good at the effort to impact things by PR campaigns and hacking into computer systems and creating narratives and pushing agendas. They're pretty good at it. Don't forget, Vladimir Putin's a KGB operative, okay? So it turns out, according to this investigation and reporting from Fox News, that for years Putin has been funding environmental groups in Europe. And why would he do that? 
Did he see down the road that uh, there'll be an idiot 80-some-year-old president who won't be able to discern how stupid this is? I'll be able to take back Ukraine and sure, we'll suffer. No, that's not. Vladimir Putin's good. He's not that good. He did it because if he could get Europe to be pressured by environmental groups to get out of the business of fracking and producing its own energy, well then, where would the energy come from? Because I don't think they were going to go back to candlelight in Germany and continental Europe. The energy would come, of course, from Russia. From Russia. Back in 2014, months after Russia annexed the Crimean Peninsula from Ukraine, European leaders sounded off that Russia was using disinformation operations with environmental groups to steer countries away from fracking in favor of Russian oil. James Carafano is with the National Security and Foreign Policy Group at the Heritage Foundation. He said the Russians actually fund some of the most rabid environmental groups in Europe because they sick them on energy projects that aren't Russian. So Mitt Romney, who's a dope now, marching with BLM and accusing people of treason for simply stating views that this week they're conspiracy theories, next week they'll be prescient forecasts. That's just how things work. Mitt Romney was right when he ran against Barack Obama and said that Russia was our greatest foreign policy threat because while their GDP doesn't compare to ours and while their military doesn't compare to ours, they have outfoxed us by funding the climate narrative and by making extremists even more extreme to the point that they advocate for policies that are hurting you and me and other middle-class Americans every single day. So we'll tell you more of what Joe Biden had to say about the White House spinning gas prices, about an American journalist, another one, injured in the fighting in Ukraine, all of that ahead on a Tuesday edition of The Bruce Woolley Show. Glad to have you along today. I wish our world was not upside down and topsy-turvy with uh, horrendous footage coming out of Ukraine. Women and children, refugees, shelling continuing. It's awful to watch. And then I see that uh, USA Today has named its Woman of the Year. Uh, its Woman of the Year is a man. Its Woman of the Year is Admiral Rachel Levine. Uh, Rachel Levine is a transgender woman, which is to say Rachel Levine is not a woman at all. She's a man masquerading as a woman. Uh, Rachel Levine has a male anatomy. <laughs> and is, of course, a uh, the first female four-star admiral, according to the Biden administration. Uh, I don't know how I, I don't know how you, we can possibly take seriously. An administration that upholds this kind of mental illness as uh, progressive, as uh, insightful, enlightened, any of the other terms. It is uh, complete nonsense. 
And if it were just nonsense, it'd be fine. But it is, of course, evil nonsense because it extols uh, a mental illness, a mental disconnect between your biological reality and your feelings, thoughts. But we see this at all levels of the Biden administration with their extraordinary success in Afghanistan and their explanation that spending more money would lower inflation. The government spending doesn't lead to inflation. That the southern border is, you know, secure with two million illegal aliens streaming across it. And that gas prices rising as they have virtually since the day Joe Biden stepped into office and with one stroke of a pen eliminated the Keystone XL pipeline, thus crushing the domestic future market for oil. Gas prices have been on the rise ever since. And now we find out that Vladimir Putin is not only uh, making Joe Biden look like a fool in Ukraine, and he is because we continue to not only hold the position that we can't antagonize Vladimir Putin and, oh, what will Vladimir Putin do? How will Vladimir Putin react? To what we're doing. Oh, we can't backfill planes to Poland because, oh, that might make Vladimir Putin mad. He might do something drastic. As if bombing women and children without provocation is not already drastic. We might start World War III. Or it might already be started. And we just might be sitting it out very Neville Chamberlain-like. Until we're forced into it. So Putin has been funding green energy groups in Europe for the better part of a decade, thus getting Germany to give up its nuclear, getting other countries to give up fracking and drilling for natural gas. Here is a comment published in The Guardian in 2014, eight years ago, eight years ago from a NATO official, eight years ago, where we awake In the middle of the second Obama administration? No, we were not. Are we awake now? No, we are not. Here's the quote. We don't go into details of discussions among allied leaders, but Russia has been using a mix of hard and soft power in its attempt to recreate a sphere of influence, including through a campaign of disinformation on many issues, including energy. In general, the potential for Russia using energy supplies as a means of putting pressure on European nations is a matter of concern. No country should use supply and pricing terms as tools of coercion. Well, no country should, but shocker, a former KGB operative was not above doing it, and he was pretty successfully doing it. John McCain famously referred to Russia once as a gas station masquerading as a country. Two years after that NATO official said that in 2016, Germany, France, the Netherlands, Scotland, and Bulgaria had all banned fracking. And European energy dependence on Russia grew. By this year, 40% of Europe's natural gas supply came from Russia. Lithuania gets 83% of its oil imports from Russia. Poland, 58%. Finland, 80%. Michael Schellenberger wrote a book, Apocalypse Never. He says Europe produced more natural gas from Russia But that all changed as Russia increased its natural gas production and Europe reduced it. Europe decided not to frack, in large part, in response to climate activists. We now think there's strong evidence suggesting climate activists were supported 
directly through financing from Russia. Gee, it's too bad we didn't have a Democrat who could see this coming and would sound the alarm against it. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. In 2014, then Secretary of State Hillary Clinton complained about, quote, phony environmental groups, unquote, pushing an anti-fracking agenda. Here's what she said. We are up against phony environmental groups, and I'm a big environmentalist, but these are funded by Russians to stand against any effort. Oh, that pipeline, that fracking, that whatever will be a problem for you. And a lot of money supporting that message is coming from Russia. Hillary Clinton, eight years ago. Of course, this isn't going to touch her. She doesn't care. You and I are paying $20, $25, soon to be more than that, for every tank of gas. She doesn't care because she either has a driver or she's so loaded that it doesn't touch her like it touches you and I. But the only consolation, the only consolation, and I'm wondering, can we hang on economically until November? Can we hang on? But really, I mean, we could crush them in the midterms in November. We will in the House. There's no doubt the Republicans are going to get in the House. But if we don't gain control of the Senate, and that might hinge on whether we can get rid of Mark Kelly in Arizona, Raphael Warnock in Georgia, if we don't get the Senate, things could get worse. Things could get worse. Can we hang on three more years until we can get rid of this fool in the White House? I hazard to think how bad it could get by then, as long as they remain enslaved to these idiotic climate people. Carl Rove noting that uh, we actually are way ahead of other countries in our deference to the climate. We're the only major industrialized economy in the world that is simultaneously growing its economy and reducing the absolute level of greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, China is not even obligated to start reducing its, its annual emissions for, for a number of years to come. Same with India. And, and I repeat, we are the only major industrialized economy to be simultaneously growing and reducing its greenhouse gas emissions, and we've been doing it for decades. Uh, gas prices in Columbus, as of... Five minutes ago. Lowest is three eighty-five. But that's a membership club. You gotta have a membership at Sam's to get that price. Three eighty-six on the far east side. Three eighty-eight on the west side is the lowest. In North Columbus, near two seventy and twenty-three, the lowest is three eighty-nine. Highest is four forty. So we range from 385 to 440. Uh, most, a lot of people fill up at gas stations because of gas points. Cannot find a gas station that is under $4. Not even one. Not Giant Eagle, not Kroger. So that's where we are. And we'll have more on Biden's obsession next. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.